Hi, and welcome to the Little Ferraro Kitchen Food Show. I am Samantha with the Little Ferraro Kitchen. I'm a food blogger, a cookbook author, and a cooking instructor. On this show, we'll be talking all about weeknight cooking, recipes, fun ingredients. Basically, if you love cooking and love talking about food, this is the place to be. Welcome back to the Little Ferraro Kitchen Cooking Show. My name is Samantha Ferraro, your host. And if you love cooking and you love talking about food as much as I do, you are in the right place because that is what the show is all about. We are officially in summer season here. And you know, if you live in the Pacific Northwest, this is our season. <laughs> as soon as it gets 60, 65, 70 degrees, we cannot wait to go outside. The sky is clear. The sun is out. People are outside hiking and at the lake. And we had a lake day last week and it just felt so good because it was so beautiful. And berry season is happening soon, which means you can go you pick berry picking. And it's just so much fun. This is our season. And because of that, we are talking all about summer spring recipes, outdoor cooking, outdoor grilling, and we're doing something a little bit different today. On today's episode, I am taking you to my backyard and we are going to grill together. One of my favorite things that I do uh, during the week is I love sharing our weeknight dinners and I do that on social media, on Instagram. And because it's so beautiful out, we have been grilling almost every single day. And every time I share our grilling um, stories or grilling videos, I always get questions about how do you cook on a charcoal grill? What do you look for? And really just the whole the whole process. They, they want to know how do I do it? Because it can be intimidating. But if you know the steps and you know what to look for, it's really not that much different than cooking indoors on your stove. It's just a little bit more prep work. And you just have to be aware of, you know, what a fire looks like and, and how hot your grill is. So I am taking you to my backyard and Joe and I, my husband Joe, who mans the grill mostly and I do all the prepping, are going to share how we cook with our charcoal grill. We are in our backyard right now starting our grill for dinner and we are going to show you how we start our charcoal grill and how to clean it and just the whole process of it. So right now I'm looking at kind of like um, these black coals that are in the bottom of our charcoal grill. Yeah, this what is, is that? This is charcoal and this happens to be infused with mesquite. We can also up the other way and go with mesquite lump firewood that it, it's 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 charcoal, but it's it's a mesquite lump. And where do we find char this like charcoal or the lumps? You can get this anywhere from Best Buy. I've seen it at Whole Foods. I've seen it at Fred Meyer's. Any store should have charcoal briquettes. Yes, and we opt for this because it has more of a natural flavor. There's no kind of chemically propellants in there, so this is what we pr prefer. And right now, it looks like that you are taking a lighter and you're lighting it yes. to start the fire. It's kind of smoky right now. You can kind of start to smell the smoke and the char. And what's going to happen from here is we're going to let all those coals start to ignite. And you're going to see big flames. And it's going to take a little time. And once those flames subside, oh, oh, I would say, what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes? minutes then once your coals are nice and glowy, that's a perfect time to start grilling. So give yourself some time, plan ahead. It, it takes about 20 minutes. It, it, it depends on how many coals you have 
what kind of wood you're using. Lump wood takes a little longer to, to turn into heat because you don't want flame, you want heat. You want red coal. And you also need a propellant to start this stuff. So in this case, we're using a vegetable or an ethanol-based liquid that starts the coals. So you just squeeze a little bit of that on all over the coals, and then when you light it with a lighter, that's what ignites it. Yes, I squeeze it on the bottom layer of the coals, and then I pile coals on top of it and light that propellant. And if we want to add even more woodsy flavor, we can also add, like, wood chips sometimes. I do sometimes. add wood chips. Yeah. I, I do add wood chips. And I soak them first. If I'm going to use wood chips, I'll soak them for about a half an hour to an hour first in either beer or water or sake or something fun. Oh, so this is hickory? That's hickory. That's for chunks. That's for that's for red meat. Oh, nice. Oh, I like the beer idea. We should do that. Done. <laughs> so we're going to wait about 20, 30 minutes. I see some flames starting to happen. And then once that subsides, we'll start cooking and go from there. Yeah, I, once the flames are hitting the grill, I'm going to clean the grill really good because a hot grill is easier to clean than a cold grill. And we'll talk about that once we do yep. that. It's been about 20 to 30 minutes and the fire subsided. It went down and all the coals are totally different. They are gray and kind of ashy, but there's a beautiful glow, like a kind of like a fiery glow. There's no flames, but a beautiful glow. And the grill is pretty darn hot right now. So this is the perfect time to clean it. This is what we were waiting for, right? Yes, I do two things before I throw anything on the grill. I clean it and then I prep it. I clean it with usually a coconut oil and a metal or some kind of a stainless steel brush. I spray the coconut oil on the brush and I scrub the grates and I let that sit for a while. Then, before I throw anything on, I will take a potato, cut it in half, wipe each and every grate that puts starch onto the grates and nothing sticks. So it's kind of like seasoning it. We're, we're using the starch from the potato, which is, that's a new thing that we started to do, yes. I would say, the last few times we've yeah. been grilling. Instead of oil, because mm -hmm. oil causes flare-ups, it changes the, the taste of your food, but it doesn't do, but, it, but starch does none of that. Yeah, so we just take a potato and rub it all over the grill like you would with anything else that you want to make yeah. non-stick. Yep. And we put meat on there and it does not stick. You have to try it. I wouldn't eat the potato afterwards. It's just used for the grates. But nothing stuck. I mean, nothing. we put chicken and beef it's and a, veggies. It's, it's always worked for us. Yeah. All right, so now what's uh, next step after this? Throw on some kind of a beautiful protein. Okay, I love it. We are starting to grill. So we have chicken and steak. Well, just like a lime marinated chicken with some spices and carne asada. And we're ready to put it on the grill. There was one note that we wanted to mention was that if you do put on coconut oil or some kind of oil, always put it on the brush, that metal brush. Don't put it directly onto the fire because that can cause more flare ups. You always want to put it on your like utensil that you're going to clean the grates with. So just keep that in mind. Also, we are putting the meat right in the center. So right where all of that, that glow and most of those coals are nice and hot. Because that's where the hottest part of the grill is. You know, grills have different heat parts. Some are cooler, some are warmer. And of course, where you see more of the glow, that's going to be a hotter spot. So our meat is on. We have some chicken thighs. We have some carne asada. 
And just like when you are cooking indoors or outdoors, whenever you put protein in your pan or grill pan or on the grill, you always want to leave it be. Don't mess with it. Don't touch it. Don't turn it too soon. As soon as it releases on its own, when you get those, those nice char marks and that really nice crispy exterior, that tells you to flip it over. So once you put your protein down, veggies, fish, you know, steak, whatever you have, leave it be for a good few minutes. Use your tongs, kind of peek under, see if you can see that nice char. And if it releases easily from your grill or your grill pan or whatever pan you're using, that's an indicator that you can turn it over. Then you turn it over and you cook it, you know, for another however long, few minutes or longer. So we have our protein on. We also have some corn and we have the corn on the cooler ends and we have the meat on the more like, you know, hot center of the grill. So we're going to leave this be for a few minutes. We'll turn it over and I'll tell you how this looks, but I'll include the recipes in the show notes because this is going to be a tasty dinner. We just turned the chicken over because our heat had a really good temperature. I would say it took a good maybe two to three minutes and we used some tongs. We turned it over and it released beautifully. There's a nice, oh yeah, that looks so good. There's some nice grill marks, nice char. Oh my gosh, I wish you can see this. You can hear it. Oh, that looks so good. Nothing's oh, yeah. sticking to the grill. Nothing is the sticking to the grill. The whole potato thing really tricks me out because this is a great way to go from now on. I really like the potato thing. Yes, I do. The corn's looking good. And I think once we remove the chicken and the meat to our platter, we'll probably take the corn and put that on the hotter center to get a nice char on the corn. But everything's almost done. We'll slice it up. Oh, also, proteins. Whenever you're cooking proteins, after you remove it from the heat, leave it alone for another five, 10 minutes. That helps all the juices, you know, redistribute and it just makes for a more flavorful uh, product. So we are going to finish cooking here, slice it up, and I will share all of these recipes um, in, a, in a little bit. And of course, in the show notes, so you can make this at home because this is good stuff, huh? You should be here dining with us. Yes, you should be. <laughs> you should be here dining with Holy us. Holy smokes. <laughs> Now, the last part of working with the grill, so we pulled all our protein off and the grill is still hot, but we have to clean it one more time before the end of the day. And how do we do that? Yeah, this is perfect timing because while our proteins are resting, because everything needs their rest, I'm taking eight minutes to clean the grill, just to wipe all the big parts off that have been dripping and falling through the grill. That way, next, next time, it's ready to be prepped for the next time. And we want to do this while the grill is still hot because it kind of helps get that stuff off the grace yes. easier. Yes, grills are always easier to clean and they're cleaned better when they're hot. So we're going to scrape everything off, then just close the lid and close then just the let everything cool down. Let everything cool down. And that's and it. When, it. When you close the lid, everything kind of burns off. The heat burns everything off. Love it. Super easy. Everyone should charcoal grill. Love it. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that little excursion to our backyard <laughs> for our weeknight dinner. And I hope that gave you some inspiration to cook on your charcoal grill at home. It's really not as intimidating as it could sound. It, there's just some prep work before, some prep after. But once you keep your grill really nice and clean and seasoned, then it's even easier to cook with on any night of the week. 
Now that we know how to grill, let's talk about recipes. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the episode. So you can really do almost anything on the grill. I'll tell you some of my favorite things. One of my favorite things to cook on the grill are chicken thighs, boneless, skinless chicken thighs. They cook up so well on the grill and they take a really nice char and they can handle the heat, so to speak. And what I was making just previously when we were grilling on, on this episode was kind of a play on a tequila lime chicken. And instead of tequila, I had mezcal, which is very similar to tequila, but it's more smoky. So if you like that flavor, I highly recommend seeking it out. Most liquor stores or grocery stores will have it. And all I did was marinate some boneless, skinless chicken thighs with a good glug of mezcal. And if you don't have mezcal, tequila would be delicious. I also added some lime zest and lime juice, a good amount of grated or finely chopped fresh garlic, some dried oregano and paprika, salt and pepper. And I just tossed everything together and let it marinate for as long as I could, which was about an hour before I started cooking. And if you're nervous about using alcohol with the grill, because we were just talking about not putting alcohol with, you know, with a fire or oil with a fire, don't be nervous because when you take the chicken out of the marinade, all that excess marinade will drip off and you'll put it on your grill. And there might be some initial flare up, but it will subside pretty quickly. So just cook your chicken as you would anything else, you know, three to four minutes or two to three minutes per side till a nice char, turn it over for another two to three minutes and then remove it and then let it rest. Another favorite recipe I'd like to do on the grill is a planked salmon or planked seafood. So what you do is you can buy a wood plank, usually at any grocery store, buy the seafood and meat department. And that added wood gives more flavor to your protein. So what I like to do is I like to take the plank, I like to soak it in beer or wine or just water if you want to keep it simple. And then I do that for a few hours. And then I put my fish right on the plank. And usually I like to do salmon. So I put a nice filet of salmon. And then I might really uh, simply dress it. So I'll do some lemon slices or some herbs. If I really want to go fancy, I do this like a yogurt dill uh, sauce and I put that on top and it's so delicious. And I put the salmon right on the plank and then I put the plank on the grill. So technically the fire is touching the plank, which is heating up and giving all that delicious smoky flavor, which is imparting more flavor to the salmon. And the salmon cooks a little bit more slowly. So it's even more tender and delicious. Uh, I will include a recipe because this is one of my favorite ways to make salmon. Now, if you want to try something a little bit different, have you ever thought about grilling fruit? You can cook it the same way you would cook any protein. You want nice char, but when a grill and that high heat touches fruit, oh my gosh, it is a world of a difference. The fruit gets even sweeter and smokier with a little char. It's really nice. I have a recipe for grilled grapes with burrata cheese and some olive oil and tarragon. And it is a very fancy, very simple and delicious recipe. So what I would suggest is to take a bunch of grapes, put it right on your grill and really just grill it for a few minutes until you see the outside of the fruit start to almost swell 
and start to char. They won't burst, but you don't want to leave them on too long because it can burn. But as soon as you see that char and as soon as you see them kind of get a little bit more juicy, take them off the grill and then serve it with some creamy burrata, which is a um, like a ball of mozzarella with softer cheese in the middle, or even a soft, fresh mozzarella, or even ricotta would be really delicious. And then a little sea salt, a little olive oil, some fresh herbs, and you have the easiest, most elegant appetizer. You could also do the same thing with other fruits too. I love grilling peaches and pineapple, but you have to be a little bit careful with those fruits because they have a lot of sugar. So they might stick or they might have more of a tendency to stick to the grill. But really just do the same thing that you would do with any other protein as soon as it's, you know, really hot and you can remove it easily. You know, you can take it off as soon as it releases easily. Just take it right off. But look for that char and that char and that high heat just intensifies all the sugars in the fruit. And it is a really tasty summer, even camping recipe that you can add some ice cream to or some whipped cream. Actually, now I'm hungry. <laughs> now I, I want to go grill some fruit. <laughs> All right, we talked a lot about grilling, lots of recipes, lots of tips and tricks. And if you have any questions or you need some inspiring recipe help, I would love to help you out. You can find me all over social media. I'm on Instagram at Ferraro Kitchen. I'm on Facebook at The Little Ferraro Kitchen. You can find all my summary grilling recipes on my website that I will link uh, in the show notes as well at littleferrarokitchen.com. And I would love to know what you are grilling this summer. What are you excited to grill for? I have a few ideas up my sleeve that I might share later. Well, yeah, I might share later. They might be a little secret because I'm still recipe testing. <laughs> I will include all the recipes that we talked about, even more grilling recipes in the show notes. And have a wonderful summer. I hope you are outside grilling. Enjoy it with your friends and family. And I will see you next time in the kitchen or maybe outside.